From stretch marks to self-love, Talking Out Loud explores it all. Tune in to season two for real, raw relationship stories and advice. I'm your host, Danae Mercer, and I'm happy you're here. Welcome back, guys. Joining me this week is the incredible yoga and fitness influencer, Jessica Ali. Jess has nearly 900,000 followers on Instagram. She is founder of This Is Ollie, and she has the most beautiful yoga mats I've ever seen. So Jess, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for asking me to come on and chat with you. I'm really excited. I know some of our audience may be new to you, and, and I mean, I personally have been following you for, I think, like five years, but other listeners might not have. So why don't you start by just telling us a bit about yourself, who you are, how you got into this niche? Oh my gosh, I think I kind of fell into it uh, probably about six, seven years ago now when I was at university in my final year and I was just really struggling to find my identity. I was a swimmer so I'd been doing that for so many years and I decided that it just wasn't for me anymore and I was left in this space of trying to figure out I guess who I was and who I wanted to be and how I wanted to bring myself back into myself in a different way because I think when you do something for so long it becomes part of your identity it's how you see yourself and you feel like that's how other people see you so social media wasn't something that I ever sort of went into thinking that this is going to be my job it was more of a I really want to connect and I really want to share with people and I felt like I'd been lacking a support bubble in my real life and then I stepped into this online space and I just felt so supported and understood and it kind of just went from there really (laughs) (laughs) so was there a point when you were like okay this online space is going to be what I do like this is me and this community is me I think it took probably about six months to a year for me to really understand that people wanted or were interested in what I had to say and what I wanted to share Um, at the beginning I think it was kind of difficult for me to grasp I'd never really been on social media before Um, I hadn't had really good experiences with it if I'm being honest with you so it was a very new space Um, but I think once I did my yoga teacher training I graduated with my degree in sports science and I decided that I really wanted to release some ebooks to help people do yoga from home and I think it was probably at that point that I realized that there was something really special that I had created um, and there was a beautiful community that, that was coming through because of that and yeah that just I was like blown away by it and I still am Okay, so one of the things I've seen you talk about a bit on your platform and, and and navigate is something like I've honestly had to learn how to navigate myself. And that is, how do you handle, especially in my case, I'm not perhaps the most dominant or forceful personality. So how do you handle you know, being a social media presence or existing online when there are so many voices who tell you what you can do, what you can't do, what you're doing is wrong, what you're doing is not quite right, like you need to do it this way, or what about this? And for me, I found th- that I, it still is one of the hardest things of, of what I do is, is being strong and being true to myself and, and staying with my beliefs. So can you talk to us a bit about your journey there? I know you've, again, you've spoken in some of your captions about it. So talk about your journey there and maybe some of the things you've learned along the way. 
Well, that's such a good question. And I feel like I I really resonate with what you said about how it's a, it is a process. And I think, you know, I have been doing this for a long time and people's opinions and perceptions of you and their thoughts and feelings. I think that's just, it's a continuous process of filtering through, you know, what is a value in terms of how I can be the best version of myself that I can possibly be. And then there's things that I don't want to carry and there's opinions that aren't going to help me. And I think there's a, it's taken me a long time to sort of realize that it is going to be a journey of constantly like letting go and setting boundaries. And I think I remember reaching out to you. I don't know when it was. It was maybe a couple of years ago saying, Danae, I'm really struggling here. <laughs> and the opinions were really loud. It was over DM. And you're like, I get it. I get it. And one thing that I think I've found a lot of comfort in is reaching out to other people on the platform who do have their own audiences and just having conversations about it. Because I think when you do have this platform and there are lots of different opinions, it can be really confusing to know, you know, what's going to help me evolve, what's going to help me grow and what is just something that is going to shrink me and make me lose my voice. And I think that's something that I personally have struggled with um, on social media is using my voice and speaking my truth and being vulnerable and sharing my experiences and understanding and also respecting that not everyone is going to necessarily agree with me. And that shouldn't take away from what I have to say and what I want to share. Well, it's, it's interesting you say that. I saw a beautiful quote yesterday that said, stop trying to be liked by everyone. You don't even like everyone. <laughs> And, um, and for ages, actually, I had something similar as, as the background of my phone, just because I think it can be very hard when, in my case, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser and mm -hmm. I just want like everyone to be happy and everyone to like mm -hmm. me. And on social media, that can be a really, really difficult thing. And, and sometimes yeah. like I, I found for a few weeks, there was a stage where I was so afraid to say anything. And so I was saying nothing. Yes. And so what did you do to to find your voice it, or, or was it always there or like how did you find that strength? Oh, I think it, it really just depends on what I've been going through personally. I think sometimes um, you feel more grounded within yourself and it's much easier to come onto this space or into the space and share your your thoughts and your heart really. And I just feel like for me, the most important thing is maintaining my own integrity on this platform. And why am I sharing something? Is it going to maybe help someone feel less alone? And if the answer is yes, then absolutely. I will put myself out there and risk whatever it is and share what I feel like might just help someone else that may be going through the same thing. So I, I do really feel like as much as, you know, everyone is going through their own things, we might not be, I think there was this quote that I saw not too long ago, we might not be in the same boat, but we're in the same storm. And the things that we go through as humans, they might not be exactly the same. And we all have different backgrounds and circumstances. And we've all been through different things. But 
I know from sharing my own experiences and reading also other people's journeys and what they've been through that I'm not alone and then other people are also not alone. So I just feel like the more that we can share and the more that we can allow ourselves to be seen and be open and use our voices and communicate and just share our stories, the the less alone that I think we feel as humans, but the more connected that we can become to each other. And I really do feel that as as humans, we are designed to connect to one another. And I feel like social media is a beautiful platform to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, a really beautiful quote that says, love, love is just showing someone who you are and them not trying to change you, but just feeling feeling seen. And I think, I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of social media is that ability to connect with people in that way. It's like showing them who you are and, you know, seeing and being seen. But I think one of the things that really intrigues me about you is you are in, I would say, like one of the highest pressure niches when it comes to aesthetics. Like when people mm-hmm. think of yogis, they think of a very very particular look and a very particular visual and a very particular kind of image. And I know for me, like that's always made me feel a little bit nervous about putting up my yoga pictures because I'm like, oh, they're not pretty enough. I don't look graceful enough. Like, do you ever have days where you struggle or where you feel self-conscious or like, how do you navigate your kind of body image and your relationship to, to yourself? Oh, I think that every single person on this planet probably goes through some of those self-sabotaging thoughts and for me I mean I had it a couple days ago I'm due my period I'm very hormonal and that's when the self-sabotage starts to creep in and it can look things like I'm not good enough I'm not training hard enough I'm not consistent enough it's all these voices in my head that will tell me that I'm not doing enough or it'll start creeping in in a way to um, trip me up and I find myself comparing myself to people online and as much as I know that that's not healthy for me or good for me there are times where that voice becomes loud And that's actually the time where I'm most vulnerable to other people's opinions and perceptions of me. Um, And that's when I really have to check myself and really come back into myself um, rather than looking for, I guess, validation or reassurance or anything from the outside. That's where I really need to take a step in inside and check in and how am I doing how am I feeling what is the reality of the situation and then I'm start to then I start to become more aware I think of my emotions and where things are coming from versus sort of spiraling which is what I used to do a lot when I was younger um so what what do you do to come back into yourself do you journal do you go for walks like what are some tangible things that center you I think the most important thing for me, especially because social media is my job, I tend to really limit my screen time when I'm feeling like that. So really protecting my space and also making sure that the conversations that I am having with people, whether it's on social media or with people, you know, on WhatsApp or in my day to day life, that they are um, really sort of 
protected, especially if I'm feeling vulnerable. Um, the other thing that I love to do is go on long walks. So just getting some fresh air, going outside with sky, having some green space time, I guess you could call it just a way to like reconnect. Um, I feel like when those thoughts become super loud and I feel really small and everything feels really overwhelming, perspective for me is super important. And, you know, whether that's getting on my mat or going outside for a walk, having a bath, journaling, calling a friend, calling my mom. My mom is usually someone that I'd love to just talk to when I'm not feeling great. It's just, I guess, finding that one thing or those few things on that day that will pull me out of that space. And I also have learned that sometimes it's just not possible to pull your out, yourself out of that space. Sometimes you have to sit there and it's not comfortable and it doesn't feel good. But leaning into those feelings of, you know, I'm, I don't feel good enough and I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I think there's this constant pressure I feel sometimes to always be productive and always be grinding and producing things and we're we're in a space where there's a lot of sort of instant gratification things happen and they're always happening I mean social media doesn't stop so really being I guess strict with myself to really take a step back and get that perspective I think has done wonders for my mental health I love that I think I was I was reading some stats earlier about uh, body image and Studies show that even just 30 minutes of social media a day changes how we view our bodies. So I think mm-hmm. having having that like deliberate bit where we put our phone down and where we step away from the computers and we are like, we are not, we're not engaging in messages, we're not doing social media, we're switching mm-hmm. off. And this this is for you know, people who do not work online as well. I think this is for every single human being yeah. out there. Like it's so important. So, so, so important. I agree. And also, I think that being, for me, being really mindful of the accounts that I am interacting with and the accounts that I am following um, has been really, really important for me. And I think we all have those accounts that we follow because we feel like we need to follow them or we've followed them for so long, or maybe there's someone that we once knew and we feel bad for unfollowing them. But I just feel like at this point, we have to be a bit more selfish with our mental health. And if you're seeing someone on social media that doesn't make you feel good. It's your responsibility for yourself to take care of yourself. And if that means removing them from your space, whether that's like muting them or unfollowing them, whatever it is, I think that that's so, so important for you to do. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading a piece about hate follows and how so many of us follow people that when we see their stuff, when we see their name come up, it makes us really angry and upset at the world. And it's 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 not even like a guilty pleasure. There is no pleasure in it. Mm-hmm. And it's things like that where you have to you have to say, no, if if I see this person and whether you know they make me feel bad about myself or they make mm-hmm. me just furious with the world, maybe that's not maybe that's not healthy for me. Maybe that's something I should step back from. And mm-hmm. I like I like how you mentioned like we we do have that individual responsibility to mm-hmm. protect our space and and we as ourselves have to do that. Something I've seen you talk about and then deliberately not talk about online is relationships. And season yeah. two is is all about love, is all about relationships. Mm-hmm. And as someone who is 
now a, a presence online and is in a new relationship. This is a bit personally interesting for me as well. Like for a while you spoke about your partners and then now I, d I don't think you do. Can you talk to us about that and, and the decisions there? Oh, I think there was a time on social media where at the beginning I was, I would say more closed. I was more reserved. There was less of my personal life on social media. And I went through a stage or an evolution of where I really stepped into my power and found my voice and found a lot of strength in, in being vulnerable and sharing and being open. And I think somewhere along the way, I miss understood for me what it meant to be open and understanding that I didn't need to share everything with my audience in order to be vulnerable, in order to be open, in order to be transparent. And that I did deserve to have some level of privacy and share things that felt good for me. And I think, I think I've learned a lot in terms of my own experiences of being in relationships that I 100% know that because I shared my relationship online, that I stayed in that relationship longer than I should have because I was so afraid of what people would think if I ended it. How bad is that? But it's, it's the online pressure can be real. Like I, I think so many of us, we like, we like to think we're maybe immune to it or educated yeah. to it. But at the end of the day, there. Yeah, but like, yeah, we're we're not designed to. Our brains are not designed to handle the feedback of a thousand, two thousand, five thousand yeah. strangers all around uh -huh. the world. Like it, it, it becomes very delicate. Yeah, and I really, really struggled with it because I was struggling internally with it anyway. So there was a lot that was going on. There was a lot that I was trying to process, and then on social media, there was a feeling of failure. Um there was a feeling of fear of being judged and there was that feeling of failure was coming from me because that I think you never go into something wanting it to fail and when you're still at war with yourself and you're still struggling with that internal dialogue within your own heart space and your mind putting that out into social media is absolutely terrifying because I wasn't okay on the inside. So I wasn't, it's not that I wasn't strong enough. I wasn't in a place where I could accept people's opinions and judgments and ideas of, of things because I hadn't made peace with it yet. And I think something that I really took from that experience was privacy and how beautiful it can be to have something that's just for you and sharing it when I want to share it versus feeling a pressure to share it um, especially when you share a relationship and you share bits and then you don't share bits people will flood in messages obviously because they're curious you're, sh you're sharing with them and there is a it's, a it's a tricky balance because you've opened yourself up to sharing your life with um, people on social media and then when you don't share they have lots of questions and I completely understand 
why there's questions and there's curiosity because people get invested you know like if you just think of reality tv and all the shows that we have people get invested in other people's lives and i realized that i couldn't give that part of me on social media in a way that felt good for me and that's why i think i've learned boundaries in that way um and just learned to I guess, share what I truly want to share. So when I do share something, it's because I really want to rather than feeling like I have to. Otherwise, people will start asking questions. You know, where are they? Where have they been? Haven't seen you been posting this in a while. Um, so yeah, I think it's just taking that sort of control back into my own hands and um, giving myself that power back and posting really what feels good for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I like that you mentioned that you realized, okay, at, at one point, okay, I, I'm not strong enough to share this right now. I am not strong enough in my own beliefs or in where I am mm-hmm. to share this. And I think one of one of the things I get asked, usually by traditional media, is, oh, but don't you think every influencer needs to share their cellulite? Don't you think they need to show their, you know, their wobbles or their dimples? Like, shouldn't they be mm-hmm. showing that? And I'm, I'm like, no, no, I don't think anyone should ever feel pressured to share that until they're ready. Yeah. Because the, the moment it's out there on the internet, like you, you have to be ready for, I mean, I, I got a message last night that was really hideous and it was comparing my body to bread dough, which is actually pretty tasty, but in a, it was a, a really horrible statement about how no one will ever love me and, and no one would want to touch me. And, wow. you know, that you have to be strong enough for that. And so it's, I like that you, you talk about the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's really, uh, how can I word this? Because obviously your job is online and my job is online, but I know that the things that we're talking about don't just apply to us. And I know that there are so many young girls on Instagram, on TikTok, on lots of different social platforms that feel so much pressure to share things in order to keep up. Um, And I feel like, going back to what I said about integrity, I feel like when we start to lose ourselves in this platform, then that's when it becomes damaging. And I feel like we need to hold ourselves accountable. And we need to also be so mindful of who we are surrounding ourselves with in our real life and in our online life, so that we can have people around us that actually care about our well being and that actually value what we have to say and what we want to add to this world rather than just trying to keep up with different trends or images and this idea of perfectionism that doesn't exist. And it's so easy to look at someone's platform and think that they have everything together. You know, I do it. I have a platform, but I still look at other people's platforms when I'm in that that darker space and think that, I'm not doing enough or their life is so much better or they're doing more than me. And why can't I just do it? Like what is wrong with me? And that's where we got to just come back and get some perspective on what, what we're doing and 
understanding that every single person on that space or in that space has something worth sharing and you just have to find a community that wants to listen yeah i love the idea that every story like needs to be heard by someone out there like i i get messaged all the time by women who have emotional or body or relationship concerns that aren't mine like whether it's you know i acne for instance, mm-hmm. and, and and women will message and they're like, please, please, will you post about acne? Will you talk about acne? And I, you know, my answer is like, I, I'm not the person to do that. That's, that's mm-hmm. not my story, but like, maybe, maybe it's your story and maybe you'll help the other woman in my DMs. Like maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. So what, what advice? Like, I think when people look at yoga they feel intimidated, like especially when they do look at social media and they see per- what they see as perfection and they're, they get nervous and maybe they can't do the fancy moves or it's a, it feels all, all high pressured. What advice would you give to someone who's thinking about yoga but doesn't really know where or how to start? I think that the first thing that I would want someone to focus on is just stepping on the mat rather than focusing on what it looks like or um, comparing your pose to someone's picture on Pinterest or on Instagram, I've been there. (laughs) Just focus on the feeling. Why do you want to start yoga? What is your goal? Do you want to be more flexible? Do you want to get stronger? Or do you want to dive a little bit deeper and get to know yourself better? And I know that going into my yoga practice, my original goals were, you know, to do the splits and hold a handstand. And that was really what attracted me to the practice. But that's not what kept me coming back to the mat. I think of yoga for me personally as a way to get to know myself deeper. And just, I guess, stripping back those layers that the world sort of has convinced me that I needed on my mat, I can just literally let go of all of that and just be completely present. So I think that my advice would just be rather than looking outward to look inward. That's, that is beautiful. And on that note, Jess, I'm aware of time. So where can people Mm -hmm. find you if they want to have more of a chat? They can find me on Instagram at Jessica Oli. And yeah, my DMs are always open. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And everyone, thank you for tuning in. Remember to click subscribe. We will have another episode out next week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.